Today I'm beginning a series of programs about Israel in Bible prophecy. I'll also be talking about the chief of the Space Force is now calling for human augmentation. The nation of Chile is passing legislation to protect neuro rights to keep tech companies and tech people from invading our bodies with technology that compromises us. And I'll be answering your questions such as, does the Gog and Magog war happen before the tribulation or after the millennium? It's a great question and other questions also. I'm Jimmy Evans. Welcome to The Tipping Point Show. Welcome to the show today. I'm going to begin by talking about Israel and Bible prophecy, but this is going to be a series of programs because next week on the 14th of May, Israel celebrates its 73rd anniversary since beginning as a nation, being born again on May 14th of 1948. Very significant. I'll talk about that more in just a minute. If you don't know about our Vision Retreat Guidebook, this is a new resource that we have to help every married couple to go on a vision retreat. It will take your marriage to the next level. You can go on visionretreat.com and you can get $7 off if you just put the promo code vision in there. And so this is a great resource if, if you're married or you're getting married uh, for you and your spouse. Now, let me, let me talk about Israel for just a minute. Now, uh, the end times cannot exist unless Israel exists. And this is the big thing to understand related to the end times. In God's mind, I'm going to be talking about this in this series of programs, but in God's mind, the end began when Israel came back as a nation. And that's Joel chapter three, and I'll read that to you. And so this is a very important time in human history because many people say, you know, there's always been, you know, signs of the end times. Every generation thought it was the end. Yeah, but we're the first generation that has Israel. And so when I say generation, the generation that began in 1948 has had Israel plus all the other signs that have been coming true. And so I believe without a doubt, we are the last generation. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 24. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Jesus was talking about the end times. He just got through talking about wars and rumors of wars, famines, pestilences, earthquakes, uh, all the signs of the times, the abomination of desolation during the tribulation. He's talking about all the end times events in Matthew 24. Then he says, when you see these things begin to happen, it's at the door. I mean, it's right there. We've been seeing these things happening for 73 years. And he says, the generation that sees these things happen will see all things fulfilled. Well, the question then is, how long is the generation? Psalm 90, the days of our lives are 70 years. And if by reason of strength are 80 years, I'm 67. I don't like that scripture. That's not my favorite scripture. But 70 years, or if by reason of strength are 80 years, 50 years ago, the average person lived around 69 years. Right now, the average person lives around 79 years. So 70 to 80 years, that's a person's lifespan. So what Jesus is saying there is the generation that sees the beginning of the end times will see 
the end of the end times. Okay, one one gener- it's a one generation event because I've heard, had people say, ah, oh, well, we may be in the end times, but it could last for two or three hundred years. That's not what Jesus said. He says it's a one generation event, and the Bible says that we live seventy to eighty years, and that's true. That's that's statistically true to this day. So let's just say we've already gone past seventy years. So let's just say that a generation is eighty years. Well, here's the interesting thing: this is Israel's seventy third birthday on May 14th of this month. This is their 73rd birthday. But when Jesus was talking about the generation that sees these things happen, we'll see all things fulfilled. He was also talking about the tribulation. If the rapture, the rapture is going to happen before the tribulation. I teach on that a lot. The rapture will happen before the tribulation. The tribulation is the worst time in human history. It's a seven-year period of time, which goes back to Daniel 9. The 490 prophetic years that Gabriel told Daniel would happen to Israel, 483 of those years have been literally fulfilled from March 14th, uh, 445 B.C. to April 2nd of 32 A.D., literally fulfilled. I've taught about that, and that's something that you can look at if you're an endtimes.com subscriber. It's already been fulfilled. So we have seven years left that are the tribulation period of time. If you take 73 years, where we are right now, and add the tribulation to it, you're at 80 years. Okay? That's why my book, Tipping Point, the subtitle is The End is Here. If you just do the math, I am not predicting that Jesus is coming back this year, but he certainly could. I can tell you this, I've never seen a world like this. I've never, I never dreamed in teaching on the end times for 40 years, I never dreamed it would get like this. And I'm going to talk about some things in the news that are happening right now. I never dreamed that I would see a world like this. And so we are seeing the degradation of humankind, which uh, uh, Paul told Timothy about in 2 Timothy chapter 3. We are seeing the rise of the technology that can usher in a one-world rule of the Antichrist with a cashless society. Also, we're looking at uh, hybrids, a hybrid race that, and I'm going to talk about this in, in the news section here in just a little bit. It's unbelievable what we're seeing. But here's what I am saying. I believe we're in the season of the return of Jesus. Whether it's this year, next year, the year after, I don't. I just don't think that we have ten or twenty years left because I don't think humankind can survive it uh, in its present form. And I'll talk about that again from the articles I'll read in the news. So let me talk about let me talk about five specific and supernatural prophecies that have been fulfilled by Israel. The, this series is about Israel and Bible prophecy. Now next week I'm going to be talking about a timeline. I'm talking about things that have already happened that are very specific, happened, related to Israel uh, during the last 73 years, supernatural, fulfillment of prophecy. But next week, I'm going to start talking about what's going to happen next. Uh, When the rapture occurs, it's going to begin a quick succession of end times events. And people ask me all the time for a timeline, what's going to happen in sequence? That's going to be talking about now for the next several weeks. And so let me begin by talking about five supernatural prophecies that have already been fulfilled concerning Israel. Israel is the super sign. Related to end-time prophecy, Israel is everything. So this is what was prophesied and came true. First of all, Israel was regathered two times. Remember, they went into Babylonian captivity during the days of Daniel because of the sins, and they were allowed to go back and rebuild. The King Darius uh, allowed them to go back and rebuild. That was the first time they were regathered. Here's Isaiah 11. In that day, there shall be a root of Jesse who shall stand as a banner to all the people. That's Jesus. For the Gentiles shall seek him and his resting place shall be glorious. 
It shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people who are left from Assyria and Egypt, from Pathros and Cush, from Elam and Shinar, from Hamath and the islands of the sea. He will set up a banner for the nations and assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. That was fulfilled in 1948, the second time. There's never been a nation that has ceased to exist twice and twice was brought back. And so this is a major fulfillment of Isaiah 11 that happened on May the 14th of 1948. Here's another uh, prophecy that was fulfilled. This is Isaiah 66. Israel was born in one day. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. The British mandate ended on May 14th of 1948, and President Harry Truman recognized Israel as a nation that day, which began other nations recognizing them as well, and they became a nation in one day to be fulfillment. It's a miracle that Truman uh, was president because Roosevelt was president before him, and he died, and then Truman took his place, and Roosevelt was against Israel becoming a nation. And there were Jewish uh, rabbis that met with Harry Truman Uh, after they became a nation. And these Jewish rabbis told Harry Truman, God puts you in office so that we could become a nation. It's an absolute miracle that they became a nation, but it happened in one day, according to Isaiah 66. Number three, prophecy. Israel was regathered from the north. This is Jeremiah 16. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that it shall no more be said, the Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of Egypt, but the Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands where he had driven them, for I will bring them back into their land, which I gave to their fathers. Now, if you go to a map and you look at Jerusalem, you look at Israel, and you go directly north, it's Russia. Far north, it's Russia, Moscow, directly north of Israel. And so God says, it's no longer going to be said, uh, the God who brought them out of Egypt, but the God who brought them out of the far north and from all the nations of the world. Well, between January of 1989 and December of 2002, 1.1 million Russian Jews immigrated from Russia to Israel, which was a miracle because that was during the days of the Iron Curtain. And some of you remember the Iron Curtain. You could not leave. The the Russian people were not free to leave, especially the Jews. And the Jews were cruelly oppressed in Russia through the pogroms that they had. And so very anti-Semitic nation is the nation of Russia. So the first time I went to Israel was in around 1986 or something like that. And there weren't any Russians there. Uh, there weren't Messianic congregations. If there were, they I didn't see any. Uh, I went back and I did a leadership conference in Israel around seven years ago. And a lot of the Messianic congregations in, uh, came to the leadership conference. And the Russian uh, Jews, the Christian Russian Jews, uh, there complained because we didn't have a Russian interpreter. And they didn't come because of that. I, I was just shocked at how many of them there were that wanted to come to the conference. And so this has been fulfilled. Many, many Russian Jews, 1.1 million immigrated from Russia down to Israel in fulfillment again of this scripture in Jeremiah 16. Here's number four prophecy. This is Jerusalem was desolated and controlled by the Gentiles and then retaken by the Jews. And this is Jesus in Luke 21. When you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, they know that his desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those who are in the midst of her depart, and let not those who are in the country enter her. 
for these are the day for these are the days of vengeance that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But what are those who are pregnant and to those who nursing or nursing babies in those days? For there will be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people, and they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all nations, and Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles until the times the Gentiles are fulfilled. Now, in AD 70, remember when Jesus ministered uh, during his lifetime, Israel was occupied by the Romans. Remember, it was Pontius Pilate, a Roman, who put Jesus on trial. The Jews had religious authority, but the Romans had the governmental authority. Well, the Jews, after the death of Jesus, they began to rebel against the Romans. So the Romans sent uh, the General Titus, who later became the emperor. General Titus came and he killed over a million Jews. He destroyed the city of Jerusalem. He raised to the Temple Mount, tore the temple building down, stone off stone, just like Jesus had prophesied. And for 2,000 years, the city of Jerusalem was literally a no man's land. Even when uh, the, the Jews retook the nation of Israel in 1948, they only had half of the city of Jerusalem, but it was literally known as an international city or a no man's land until 1967. And during the Six Day War in 1967, the Jews retook all of the city of Jerusalem. They even took the Temple Mount for a brief period of time, but then they gave it over to Jordan, Jordanian control for fear of an uprising among the Muslims. But they control the entire city. They're increasingly controlling the activity on the Temple Mount. Big, big, big end time event that I'm not going to talk about much in this program. But what's happening on the Temple Mount right now is absolutely miraculous. It's never happened before in my lifetime. And everything is pointing to the rebuilding of the temple and some type of an agreement that's about to be reached uh, re regarding that. But this prophecy now here by Jesus has been literally fulfilled in our lifetime, in my lifetime, in 1967, it, it was trampled underfoot by non-Jews. When The word Gentile means a non-Jew. It was trampled underfoot. When the Bible says it's trampled underfoot, it means it's controlled. It is controlled by non-Jews until the times of the non-Jews are fulfilled. And that's an interesting statement right there. Because what Jesus is saying is in 1967, when Jerusalem comes back under the control uh, of the Jews, it's a, it's a sign to the rest of the world that your time is up. And so it's another, another reason I believe we're living at the end of the end times. Here's number five. The land of Israel was and is divided, and there is worldwide anti-Semitism. This is Joel 3. Behold, in those days and at that time, when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. And I will enter into judgment with them there on account of my people, my heritage Israel whom they have scattered among the nations, they have also divided up my land. Now, let me say this. So I said that Jesus said, the generation that sees these things happen will see all things fulfilled. I'm making a very simple statement according to the words of Jesus. The end times is a one generation event. Here's what God says. In those days and at the same time, when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem, May 14th, 1948, okay, I will also gather all nations and bring them down to the Valley of Jehoshaphat. The Valley of Jehoshaphat is the valley between the Mount of Olives and the Temple Mount. It's the, the valley here. And this is when you see in Zechariah 14 and also in Revelation 19, the second coming when we return with Jesus, his feet touch the Mount of Olives. And then he conquers all the armies of the world that have come against Jerusalem. The, this is Armageddon. 
And God says at the same period of time, during the same period of time, the same season of time, when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem, Armageddon is going to take place. I'm bringing all the nations of the world uh, that are going to come against Israel, and I'm going to gather them and defeat them there. But he also says this, I will bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. I will enter into judgment with them there on account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations. This goes all the way back now to the Romans in AD 70, scattering the Jews among the nations. But anti-Semitism is rising in America. It's rising on in, in American college campuses. It's rising in the church. There have been several articles that I've read to you about anti-Semitism rising within the church, and it is. It's amazing. In Europe, many European nations, including France and Germany, the Jews are being so oppressed and persecuted there, they're either moving to the United States or they're moving back to Israel. And so anti-Semitism is on the rise, and we are dividing up the land of Israel. The last thing that God says is why he's entering into judgment with the nations is they have also divided up my land. Now, right now, the Biden administration is calling for the Jews for it, uh, to go back to the pre-1967 boundaries. This means they give up the Golan Heights. They've already given up the Gaza Strip. They've already given up the Sinai Peninsula. They've already given up much of the West Bank. But they have a lot of settlements in the West Bank. What the Biden administration is saying is give up all your settlements. Half a million people immediately become displaced, Jews. Then uh, give up the Golan Heights and the Golan Heights. I've been to the Golan Heights. It's on the border of Syria. The Golan Heights set above Israel, above the Sea of Galilee and the Galilee area. And whoever has this Golan Heights area has a military advantage deluxe. It's amazing. And I've seen the bunkers that the Syrians had up on here during the wars when they were bombing Israel. And so the Israelis took this land from the Syrians during the war and they won't give it back because they don't want to give them a strategic advantage. Right now, Hamas is launching rockets from the Gaza Strip, dozens and dozens of rockets on playgrounds and schools and neighborhoods all throughout Israel, happening right now. And so when you give the enemy those strategic pieces of land, they don't use it to plant gardens. They use it to shoot rockets. And so Israel right now, they have their back against the wall. And by the way, if the Biden administration is successful, and Israel goes back to the pre-1967 boundaries, one part of the nation will be nine miles wide, nine miles wide between the West Bank and between the Mediterranean Sea. And so it's already a tiny little nation that you could fit within New Jersey, about the size of New Jersey. And so these, these prophecies, statistically, mathematically, this is astronomical, the chances of these all happening, in happening period, but happening within one generation, but they have. And so next week, I'll start talking about what's going to happen next. I just start, told you what's happened. I'll start talking about what's going to happen next, a timeline. But right now, we're going to go into the, the in the news section and Q&A section. If you're not a subscriber, I'm going to say goodbye to you. I hope you'd become a subscriber, endtimes.com. It's $7 a month, $77 a year. And besides the Tipping Point Show, we have articles that come out all week long to inform you, to encourage you. Uh, in the days that we're living in, you also might consider giving a gift subscription to someone that you know and love. If you're thinking about giving a birthday gift or some kind of a gift to someone, give them a subscription to endtimes.com. It'll bless them. It'll, it'll encourage them. So right now we're going to go to the next segment. I'm saying goodbye to all the non-subscribers. For the subscribers, stay tuned.